Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 3, Karma Yoga. So far, we have learned from Bhagavan that likes and dislikes for the objects in this world reside in our senses. The senses, when they have a positive perception, enjoyable perception of an object, like that object. When we listen to pleasant music, our sense of hearing likes it. So that becomes a likable sound, other one becomes unlikable sound, it's a noise. So these likes and dislikes are residing in my senses. Depending on the qualities of my senses, my senses will decide which objects they like and which objects they don't like. And that's how the whole world is now divided into the world of my likes and the world of my dislikes. And Bhagavan said, don't fall under that sway. Because we learned before that there are things which are sreyas and there are things which are preyas. It may feel good, but it may not be good for me. Some sense perceptions may feel good, but they may not be good for me. Like the sense of touch when I'm scratching. Initially when I'm scratching, it feels enjoyable. But I know in the end it's going to create more problems for me. So Bhagavan said, there are things which are sreyas in this world for you and the things which are preyas. Prayers may feel good, but may not be good in the end. Sreyas may not feel good in the beginning. That perception of that object may not be good, but it may turn out to be better for me. Like doing exercise. It's very difficult to motivate yourself to exercise because that's not something you want to do. It's against your body's nature. The body is inert. It doesn't want to move. Well, you want to move that body. But once you do that exercise, you realize it is beneficial. The Bhagavan said, these likes and dislikes are deceiving. You may like things which are not good for you, and you may dislike things which are good for you. Therefore, don't fall under the sway of these likes and dislikes, because both are your enemies. Then we have Sriyan Swadharma Vigunaha Paradharma Svanastita. Working according to your nature is better. Even though you may not achieve perfection in it. I like to sing, art is my nature. Then I may pursue art and I may not become a perfect artist. I may never become a recording artist. But it gives me joy. Other things I may execute better because of necessity in which I have trained myself just so that I can do it. But it never gives me joy. And therefore, it will never evolve me into higher values. So Bhagavan said, Sreyan Swadharmu Vigunaha. Even I may not execute actions in my own dharma perfectly, and I may do something else better, but it is against my nature. He says, Swadharmam Nidhanam Sreya. I may pursue things which I like and die without achieving that perfection, but that's better, Bhagavan said. Paradharmu Bhayavaha. Other dharma is dangerous because it creates resentment in my heart. I never wanted to become an engineer. 
I wanted to be an artist, but society made me become an engineer and I'm making my living. All that is good, but I never could pursue things which I like. That resentment is negative impression on your mind. I read a very interesting commentary on this verse from Chaitanya Mutt. They define Sriyan Swadharma Viguna as Swadharma of my soul is very different than the dharma of my body, mind and intellect. So my Swadharma of my soul is to love Bhagwan, to become identified with the Bhagwan, the Lord, transcendental Lord, who transcends this Prakriti. So dharma of my soul is to get identification with the Lord and I may not achieve that because of my shortcomings and I may die without achieving that. That's better than paradharma svanustitat. I may perform dharma of my body and my mind and my intellect perfectly but never pursue the dharma of my soul which is for my own evolution from this limitedness to unlimitedness. Therefore, pursuing other dharmas of your body, mind and intellect are dangerous. Once you identify with something you are not, that's in a dangerous situation. Right now, identifying with this body, mind and intellect out of my ignorance. And if I pursue dharma of this equipment, then in the end, it's a lose-lose situation. This body, mind, intellect are not going to last long and whatever I achieved for that is not of a lasting value. Lasting value would be if I follow the dharma of my heart, dharma of my soul, which wants to be unlimited, becoming Satchitananda. So Bhagavan here says, follow your own dharma. Follow the dharma which you consider your own. And then obviously Arjuna asks question, if that is the case, it is very natural for everyone to follow his or her own dharma. But we are not doing that. We are doing something which is opposite of our own nature. Just as Arjuna wanted to do. What is that force which is compelling people to do sinful things against their own nature? Because we really know that nobody wants to be a sinner. Nobody wants to be a criminal. Nobody wants to get in trouble, but people do. There got to be a force which is beyond that person's control. He says, what is that force? And Bhagavan then gives an Sri Bhagavan Vacha. Sri Krishna here is called Bhagavan because he who is aware of creation, dissolution, gain and loss, ignorance and illumination of all beings. In other words, one who is a complete panoramic view of this world without any limitations of time, space and causation is Bhagavan. So Bhagavan Vedvyas addresses Krishna as Bhagavan. We also address Vedvyas as Bhagavan. We also address Sankracharya as Bhagavan. So Bhagavan Sri Krishna says here, Kama Esha, Krodha Esha, from their highest perspective, of what this world is all about and how this Prakriti functions and all the beings in the world function. He said there is only one enemy which creates many enemies in this world. He said that is Kamayesha. It is the desire. And we have seen many philosophers and many prophets have come to the same conclusion. 
that the root cause of all my problems and sorrows in this world is desire. Kama Esha, Krodha Esha. It is desire and it is anger. And Swamiji clarifies it. These are not two different things. These two are the expressions of one single entity called desire. Kama Esha. Desire is the root cause of all these problems. Schopenhauer called this a will. It's a hungry will. That is, Rajoguna Samud Bhavaha. This desire comes out of passion. The aspect of Prakriti, which we call it Rajas. The attachment to the objects. I want to achieve this. I want to acquire this. From that passion, a desire is born. I look at an object. I like it. I have no desire. So I've been waiting for the iPhone 12 for a long time. I have iPhone 6 and I had been really waiting for iPhone 12 because that will have 5G. So I keep thinking about iPhone 12. I, I keep asking, when are they going to release it? When are they going to release it? Because I don't want to go to 7 or 8 or 10 or 11, none of that. I want 5G phone. As soon as they announce that you can order, you know, for the first hour I ordered my iPhone 12 and now I'm waiting for it. So that's my liking because I have come to know about 5G. I decided that's better than 4G. Well, I need to have that. That perception that having this object will give me happiness creates the desire. If this desire is obstructed, then I cannot get it, then it will create anger. This is the Rajoguna Samud Bhavaha. They are out of this passion for things and objects in this world. Maha Ashanaha, Maha Papma. Insatiable, Maha Ashana. It, it's like a fire. No matter how much ghee you pour in it, it will never be satisfied. In fact, more ghee you put in a fire, larger the fire will become. So Bhagavan said the desire is like that. Everyone has come to the same conclusion, all philosophers. Desires cannot be satisfied. By satisfying desire, you do not end desire. You actually create new desire. And therefore it is Mahapapma. Therefore it is very sinful. It creates more negative impressions. I get success in one thing. It creates a desire for me to get more success. At some point of time, that desire will not be satisfied. There will be obstructions on my path. We are doing very well in whatever business we are in, and suddenly coronavirus comes and upsets everything. The normal way of doing business is gone. I have trained myself to do this way of doing business for the last 20 years. And I thought I'm set now. This model will work for the rest of my working career. Well, it's not working anymore because I did not anticipate coronavirus or this kind of pandemic. And that creates anger and anxiety in people. So Bhagavan said, the Mahapapma, these desires are very sinful. Vidhi enam iha vairinam, know that is your enemy. And then Bhagavan says, Dhumena avriyate vahnihi yatha adarshaha malenacha. Yatha ublena avrutha garbaha, tatha tena idam avrutam. These desires are of various kinds. Some desires are easy to dispel once you figure it out. 
So there are three analogies Dhumena avriyate vahanihi Just there's a smoke covered fire. Well that is relatively easy to get rid of. Yatha darsha malenacha Just the dirt covering a mirror. Or an embryo enveloped by the womb. He said these are three different types of coverings. One is relatively easy to remove. So even for a wise person there will be desires. Now these desires may be sattvic type. Sastra vasana, vasana to get knowledge. But these are desires but they are of sattvic type. In other words, they can be satisfied. If they are not satisfied, I can live without them. In other words, they are easy to deal with. In other words, dirt. It requires a little more effort to get the dirt of the mirror than getting the smoke out of the fire. As we have seen, everything is classified in Sattvic, Rajasik, Tamasik. These coverings are also Sattvic, Rajasik and Tamasik. Sattvic coverings are once sublimated will take me to the next level of evolution. Swamiji used to say, obviously you have to go beyond your mind, but use your mind to go beyond your mind. Use your mind as a pole in that pole vault. You need a pole to go over that bar. Once you get to that bar, drop that pole. The same way, the sattvic desires can take me to where I want to go, but at that point, I have to drop that sattvic desire also. So even the brahmacharis keep a little choti when they shave their head. Shaving head indicate that he is getting rid of all the other desires in this world. But he keeps a choti. Choti is for sastra vasana. I want to learn the sastras. When the sastras are learned, I become a sannyasi, you get rid of the choti also. Bhagavan says, Dumena avriyate vani Yatha darsa malainacha Yatha ublena avrata garba Tatha tenam avrutam idam By that, this is covered. So what is that and this? Bhagavan then explains in the next verse. Bhagavan says, Avrutam gnanam etena Gnanino nitya vairina Kama rupena kunteya Duspurena analenacha Avrutam gnanam etena Gnanino nitya vairina So this and that. So the analogy was given. This is covered by that. That this is the knowledge. The knowledge about my own self. As we have been discussing in Vedanta, that I always have this knowledge about my own self. I always know that I exist. But what is that I? I have difficulty identifying. I have difficulty defining. That difficulty is because of the veiling. The veiling is because of my ignorance. This ignorance creates desire, which creates agitations, vikshepa. So this ignorance is creating veiling over my own self and it's now creating agitations in the form of desires. These desires are now telling me that the world of objects which I see outside, that is where my happiness lies. Avrutam gnanam etena. Etena, this by this ignorance about the self. By this desire. Gnanino nitya vairina. For a, for a wise person, he knows that this veiling, this desire, is always my enemy. 
desire will never be my friend but for others desire is very enjoyable desire is necessary this is what we we talk about all the time but well, it's not possible how can i live life without any desire without any motivation if i become detached from everything how can i live my life so bhagwan puts us in a category of unwise people bhagwan sankracharya translates as foolish people for foolish people the desires are not enemies they are their friends this hankering as long as it lasts it's enjoyable i want to accomplish this i want to get this this my hankering for iphone 12 was was i was anxious but it's enjoyable i'm looking forward to get my iphone 12 so i as a foolish person thinks that getting iphone 12 will make me happy bhagwan said a wise person knows that even though this desire for getting something out of this world seems enjoyable it is nothing but cause for the pain in a long run so when you have to pay the bill for the iphone 12 which is over $1000 then all the attachment you have to buy and then all the contracts you have well eventually that creates nothing but anxiety and pain only this is for the gnani only this nitya vairina it's always an enemy for a gnani because gnani is very aware of the nature of the desire desire is never your friend it only gives you unhappiness desire is an indication of my limitations my limitations are limiting me in enjoying my bliss as long as there will be limitations there will be desires as long as there are desires they cannot be permanent peace gnani knows this that this desire is a manifestation of my own ignorance and my incompleteness therefore consider as a very when the results of my desire comes as the pain and suffering i clearly know that it is my enemy so even a foolish person when he gets into trouble then he knows that this was not good this was not really my friend when person commits a crime while committing a crime he is in control well he wants to get it done he wants to kill somebody he wants to throw stone at somebody whatever that is he is doing he is all motivated by it when he gets caught and put in a jail he think well, that was that was not good that was really was not pleasant for me i should not have done it or i at least i should not have got caught doing so this a foolish person also recognizes this is not my friend but a wise person all the time nitya vairina gnani no nitya vairina this ignorance and the result of the ignorance that sense of incompleteness then the resultant desires and all the consequences of my desires are all my enemies gnani knows all the time kama rupena kaunteya duspurena analena cha this enemy in the nature of kama desire which is duspuran insatiable it has said i read schopenhauer recently and he said this will is hungry evil will you know and he says 
everything is nothing but a representation of the will, will basically equates to a motivational force which creates this world of objects. This is this will within me which manifests as my body, mind and intellect and propels me to work is evil by nature because it gives me nothing but unhappiness. And the only way out of it is destroy this will. In other words, destroy this desire to enjoy. Duspurena. Everyone has come to the same conclusion. Desires cannot be satisfied in totality. Swami Purushottamananji used to say that desire is like a Kleenex box. You pull one Kleenex out, the next one pops up right behind it. The desires are like that. Duspurena analena cha. So this ignorance and the desire born of ignorance is like a fire. More you satisfy that fire, more you feed the fire, fire grows even greater. So we'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo